How is hemp grown? Learn all about this amazing plant on today's episode of Ask the Resource Queen. Ask the Resource Queen has been brought to you today by CBD Jubilee, your one-stop shop for all of your CBD needs. And now, here's your Resource Queen, Alex Litwack. So glad you've joined us. Can you hear the crickets in the background? I'm on this fabulous farm. I'm with Mark Davidson, and he has Davidson Greenhouses. It is beautiful here, sunny day. We are near Crawfordsville, Indiana, and Mark grows many crops, but his newest crop is hemp. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Alex. So let's talk about your farm for just a moment. You grow other crops besides hemp. Yes. Well, actually, we grow a lot of crops because in the greenhouse business, we have all the vegetable crops, all the flower crops, all the herb crops. And then um, our family also farms corn and soybeans and uh, uh, conventional farming uh, for the last five generations. And what made you decide, I'm going to start growing hemp? Well, it all started about three years ago after about 30 years of chronic pain. A friend of mine uh, brought a bottle of CBD oil to me, and it was like a miracle in my life. It changed my entire life. I just became a total advocate, um, started to market CBD oil, and then just do research and my knowledge of growing decided uh, that this is what I wanted to do because it was just such a, a game changer for me in my life. It is a game changer for so many people. I, I tell people that every day I see little non-religious miracles happen with CBD. You and me both, Alex. I started selling it the very day it became legal, March 22nd of 2018. And from that date to this present, I can't even name the number of miracles that people have come in and, and told us these stories that are just hard to believe, actually, but it's very, very rewarding. It is rewarding. So sitting in front of us are these gorgeous hemp plants. Let's talk about where this starts, because you mentioned that they don't, you don't actually start from seed. Well, you can start from seed, but the whole concept with uh, CBD crops for hemp is you want no pollination, so you want no male plants. One male plant can pollinate up to two acres of, of hemp, and if the hemp gets pollinated, the CBD content goes uh, cuts it by about two-thirds. So it actually devalues the, the 
product. So you absolutely want no males. So by going with females from clones or from cuttings, then you get um, all female plants. So you are purchasing small clones. Actually, this year, because we're in Indiana and the legislation and the permitting was through a research and development permit, there was no time to, to start propagating your own mothers and, and create your own clones. So this year, we purchased clones from a, um, a company. Next year, we will probably be producing our own clones um, in our own greenhouse facility. Do these start out in a greenhouse? They actually... Some do and some don't. There's some, a lot of indoor growing for clone production. So the mother plants that the clones were taken from, in this case, were, were in greenhouses. But the clones are actually grown in indoor, lighted warehouse-type facilities. And then you come and put them in the ground where they look spectacular. And they're in, I see various sizes. So how old are the plants in front of us? So the, this is actually one of our many plots. This is two acres out of our 20 acres. And the, so we have planted this field on consecutive dates so that we can do research on the, on the uh, growth rates and everything. The plants in front of us were planted just two weeks ago. As you go across the field, it goes all the way back to our first planting was on June the 11th. All right, so a, a brand new clone that you put in the ground is three to four inches tall? About three inches tall, just a little rooted cutting. And how much growth does it generally see in the course of, a, let's say, a week? So what, what we have determined in our, in our short uh, stint as a hemp farmer is that in Indiana, these clones double in size weekly. Wow. It's amazing. It's blowing me away. At the first week, it's like, wow, that thing went from three to six inches. And the next week, you know, it's like, wow, that thing's a foot tall. And then, then the growth starts to really, the, the doubling effect starts to explode because they're doubling all over. And then they just seem to really explode about week four or five. So the plants that are the largest that I can see in front of me are uh, about two feet tall. Um, the the ones on the far side of the field. Yeah. yeah. Now they're they're actually over four feet now. Well, can you tell? I don't really know how to judge anything <laughs> in terms of height. Anyway, okay. So if they're four feet tall, how many more weeks do they have to go before you're going to harvest? Well, we don't know exactly because this is a <laughs> brand new crop in a brand new environment, and it's so interesting learning all this. Theoretically, we have about four more weeks of vegetation um, before they're actually stopped growing and are in full bloom. I've noticed some little pre-blooms happening now, so they will start blooming here in a few weeks. They will continue to grow for a few more weeks, and then they will cease growing and go into full bud or flower, as we call it. And the flowers are where the highest concentration of CBD Absolutely. is? Absolutely. The flowers or the buds are where the trichomes, which is where the CBD content is. If you look at a, at a flower of hemp very closely, you see these little crystals on the surface of the flower and the leaves around the flower. And those little crystals are called trichomes. If you looked at them under a microscope, they would look like little mushrooms popping up off the leaves. And that is the, the we call it the, the magic dust. That is where the, the cannabinoids are produced. And that is what we're trying to capture in the end, are these, are these trichomes. 
So when they're ready to harvest, is the process to pull off the flower and the bud and separate it from the leaves and the stems and the stalks? Yeah, actually, what we will be selling as a, as a product to the extraction facilities is called homogenized biomass, meaning that minus the main stem, the leaves and the flowers and the small stems will be ground into a quarter inch or less size um, homogenized mass, and that will be sold in, um, by the pound to the extraction facilities. There's, there's two ways that it's uh, rated. We'll be paid by the pound and by the percent of CBD content in that biomass. So if we, if we have very high CBD content, then we get bonus money. Well, what is the expectation then for what the CBD content should be? What's the minimum? So uh, in, our, in one of our buyback contracts with one of our um, contracts that we have for the biomass, the minimum, uh, they wanted 8% minimum. We bargained for a 7% minimum just in case we didn't reach that level. An average good, what they really want is a minimum of a 10%. But we have genetics here that uh, we've selected from Colorado that have potential of 15 to 18 percent um, CBD content. So we don't really know. No one knows. This is what's so fun. And it, we are actually um, pioneering this, which is just uh, so interesting because these plants are going to react differently here in Indiana with our soil and our climate than other places that, that they've been grown in the in the history. Um, so far, these genetics have only been grown in a couple of states. The genetics aren't that old. Um, but the, the people in Colorado are seeing my crop and their, their jaw is dropping at the growth that we're getting here in Indiana. It, it's so exciting to be, as you're saying, you know, on, on the new frontier. It is, it is, and, and, and it's, it's really part of my heritage. As a fifth-generation farmer, my great-great-great-great-grandfather walked to this farm from Pennsylvania in 1823, settling the West with a land grant. He bought this farm for 25 cents an acre with a land grant. We still, I hold the sheepskin deed to this farm signed by Andrew Jackson. So it's very much uh, in our blood to be pioneering and we've always been innovative in our farm operation and our greenhouse operation. And here we are a cutting edge of a whole new um, trend in our society. And I think you're just infusing these fields with love. Listen, these plants, uh, and you could ask any one of the many people who have worked for me this summer, and these ladies that are out here doing some uh, uh, thinning and plant, uh, pruning on the plants, they will tell you that there is something magical about this plant. When you're working in and around it, there is a feel-good um, atmosphere, and I think we're actually getting, maybe by handling them, some uh, cannabinoids uh, in our system from them. Uh, but there is definitely something. Uh, I, I, I personally have become a believer that cannabis sativa is the symbiotic plant of, of the human race, and we've been prohibited from it for about 80 years. Uh, you know, cannabis was used for tens of thousands of years before 1937. And I really believe that a lot of the problems in our society and the health issues are going to be um, reverted back with the use of cannabinoids. 
I'm with you. I think that this will be the greatest discovery of the last century and will change medicine. Absolutely. Forever. I am I'm an absolute firm believer of that and and I put all my chips in believing that. So back to the plant in Indiana and to be considered hemp, we know that the THC content of this plant is less than 0.3%. Correct. And when we test it, it has to um, be less than um, 0.3% on THC. Um, we, we don't know exactly what the, TB, the THC content will, will do in this environment, so we have to test regularly up to harvest because as the flowers mature, the cannabinoid profile of the, of the flowers increases. So the CBD content will increase, but the THC content will, will increase along with it. So we have to time our harvest before the THC would happen to get to a 0.3%. All right, so there are approximately 113 different cannabinoids, and CBD is the most prominent one in the hemp plant. What are some of the other cannabinoids that you test for or are trying to grow in plants in years, in, not just this year, but in years to come? All right, in the future. So, so when you extract from hemp, um, right now, 40% of the cannabinoid profile is CBD. And then the other 112 uh, cannabinoids are in smaller slices. If you were looking at it as a pie chart, you know, they're all tiny little slices. But we, in recent times, and I mean recent, I mean within the last 12 to 24 months, there has been a discovery uh, about CBN and CBG. Um, one is a, a sleep aid, and one seems to be the pain uh, uh, cannabinoid. So now we're thinking that we want to start breeding and, and creating hemp that has higher content of CBN and CBG because right now it's in such a small amount of the profile that when they extract, it's just a, a there's not enough of it to go around. And you have to harvest a a huge number of plants to get all that CBG out. Oh my gosh, to get to get enough CBG that everybody wanted to use CBG, um, there's not enough uh, to go around at this point. Right, so that's a very difficult thing. I like that you are future and forward thinking, that you know that there are trends because someday, I believe, there will be some sort of test that people can take that will tell them how well-toned their endocannabinoid system is and will help them and guide them to what are the cannabinoids that their body needs. Absolutely, and what, what I see is the future, and when I say the future, I'm thinking in, in inside of three to five years <clears throat> is that someone can come to a store with a certain ailment and there will be a tincture that is specific to that ailment. So if someone comes in because they have uh, depression or anxiety, or if they have a sleep disorder, or if they have pain, that there will be a, a specific tincture with, with a cannabinoid profile that is the, the right thing for that ailment. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Targeted medicine. Mm -hmm. And just like genetics are making a difference, um, in the pharmaceutical industry, I think that that is also going to happen in the endocannab with the endocannabinoid system with the hemp industry. So another question I have is: there are terpenes 
the aromatic essential oils of this hemp plant. Is that something that you test for, or is that something that gets done down, you know, with the extraction yeah, process? Yeah, that actually is something that gets done. Um, the terpenes, you, you can actually smell the terpenes when they're in the field. Um, and you, you can, you know, the genetics of these particular um, clones have a, have a terpene profile that has been designated, but, but in the extraction facility is where the terpenes are, are separated or added or, or taken away. Um, to me, the whole terpene profile is something that I'm very, very interested in because I think that there's also, not only are people becoming um, adept at using this for medicine, but they're becoming connoisseurs of the terpenes, just as, as you become connoisseur of the terpenes of, of grapes through wine. When someone smells a certain wine, and that is the terpenes from the grape that are being exploited in that wine. And we're finding the same thing with these um, CBD extracts, that people have become knowing of these terpenes and they have become connoisseurs of the of the essential oil flavors that are in the different varieties. We're going to have sommeliers of oh, the hemp plant. And we are actually planning on breeding for high pro, uh, terpene profiles that, that bring extra aroma and flavor for these connoisseurs that want that. <laughs> so I noticed as we walked through the greenhouse prior to driving out here to the field that you have names for these plants. There are certain, I guess, varieties. Correct. So explain to me what some of those names are and what are the attributes of those different Okay, so we, we really spent a lot of time searching genetics. Um, we went uh, from Colorado to Kentucky and uh, to Las Vegas and everywhere looking for certain genetics. And what, what, one thing that we were um, very determined was to do this organically because uh, hemp is a, a, a soil leacher and anything that's in the soil will, will be in that plant. So we've, we put all of our hemp on certified organic farm ground. We're using only um, organic fertilizers like fish emulsions and, and things like that. Um, so the names are from, the genetic names are from the breeder in, in Colorado, in Fort Collins, who has a certified organic greenhouse. It's one of the few anywhere because it's so new to have this hemp breeding uh, program going on. And so these were all named, these are all Colorado named varieties. They're crosses, like um, Cherry Wine is a cross between uh, one named Wife and Charlotte's Web, which was one of the original ones that uh, was found to uh, be the epilepsy uh, miracle. Um, we have Cherry Five, we have uh, Uno, which is a favorite in Colorado, as it proves out. It's, it's, it's coming in last place here in Indiana. It's being just trumped by Wife and Cherry Wine and Cherry Number Five. A lot of these are, are go back to an, an original called Green Cherry that was uh, a, a very high CBD content, and, and it was bred to a lot in Colorado. Um, but we're planning on taking it one step farther, like I said, and, and, and trying to breed for more different cannabinoid profiles because I'm seeing the, the CBN and the CBG being um, exploited more as, as people learn about them. So, um, and then we're also going to try to breed for 
the um, the terpene profile for um, for flavor and, and aroma. So when you create, because it sounds like you are in the business in the future of hybridizing these plants and maybe cuttings and and figuring out your own, what what are you going to call it? Well, I have already registered a name okay. for the the hemp that. So so I can tell you because I've already registered the name, so no one can steal it. Okay. And it's a very fitting name because if you look at at cannabis sativa, which is, includes marijuana and hemp. Marijuana and hemp are sisters to the family cannabis sativa. And if you look at the whole story and what people thought, you know, marijuana is medical. And so they figured this out, but they didn't. what they didn't figure out was that it wasn't the THC, it was the CBD. And marijuana has very little CBD. So once it's been figured out that the real medicine, I mean, and, and THC has value to in, in medicinal, but, but the real medicine is the CBD and the CBN and the CBG. So what we've found out now is that hemp has the opposite profile of marijuana. It has very little THC and a lot of CBD. So the hemp that we produce, that when I finally get the one that I think is going to be the winner, she's going to be called Cinderella. <laughs> because it is the Cinderella story of the cannabis uh, story, you know, marijuana was thought to be, um, you know, right. well, 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 cannabis uh, sativa hemp was in the ditch, you know, growing as a weed. Oh, lo and behold, she's the she's the queen. Well, I love that. I like that you're surrounded by women. I think that's a good. I think that's good for you, Mark. It, 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 <laughs> and, and, and these, uh, I, I've noticed of all these varieties that I have, I've, I'm growing five different. Um, cultivars here. I've noticed the one called Wife is, seems to be the most difficult. <laughs> Actually, not. Actually, she has become my favorite. She's, she doesn't. She doesn't talk back. She's very uh, prolific here. She's actually outgrowing and doing better than all the rest of them. So I have a feeling that she may become part of the breeding program in the future. Party on! So let's talk one more time. These plants that are four feet tall, that you that when the flowers happen and you've tested them, and then you're going to harvest them, then that could be let's say a month from now or six weeks from we're, now we're, potentially. We're, yes, we're pre we're predicting the the in the third week of September is when we're planning on starting harvest, and hopefully you know through the first of October. Okay, and then what happens to this field? So that's when uh, the work really begins because we have to clean the, the whole um, irrigation and all the uh, weed uh, barriers and everything up. The field has to be uh, moldboard plowed, which means turned completely over because the, the stumps of these hemp plants will be like trees. They literally become uh, woody, giant plants, and the stumps will have to be turned over to... to get the field ready for, for planting again next year. All right, so you get one growth cycle out of this plant. One. It's an annual plant that, I mean, it's actually, it would actually live on, but it's not winter hardy. So, you know, we will be harvesting them right down to the ground, and there's they, they're, they're done at that point. And, and because you've used organic starters and you are using organic fertilizers, 
in the world of hemp right now, there doesn't seem to be a real certification well, for no, organic. Right, and here's the, here's the reason, and this is one thing where we are actually going to really kind of be the first ever, because up until the 2018 Farm Bill, this crop was considered a Schedule II drug. Now, you couldn't really have a certified organic Schedule II drug, right? So even though people like the greenhouse that we're working with, they were doing this organically, but they really didn't have a legitimate certification because it was not... So at the 2018 Farm Bill, actually what it did was, 2019, when it was signed, what it did was took the cannabis sativa hemp from being a drug and handed it over from the DEA to the FDA, which will be our next battle is dealing with the FDA. But that is the reason we're growing the way we are, because our goal is to be FDA certifiable when that time comes. And there will be a lot of farmers that won't because they won't have a product that is clean of pesticides and herbicides. And so we're moving in the direction, knowing that the FDA will be um, overseeing this in the near, near future. And they're probably gonna be a little more equipped than the DEA was at controlling it, so. Organic certification, I believe, for fruits and vegetables uh, can take up to seven years, having to do with soil content and, and the mineral mineralization of the soil and what has and hasn't been used pesticide and herbicide wise. So we don't know how long it will take, but it sounds like you're on the right road. Talking to you today has reminded me that there is so much more to come and that the world of hemp is expanding at a rapid rate. This is an exploding new um, phenomena, I would say, in, in medicine. And, and just, just the final thing that I would say that, that I've experienced in, in the year and a half that I have been um, selling CBD products is that the number of people that come in and, and the list of pharmaceuticals that they tell me that they're no longer taking just just brings joy to my heart because they're using something completely natural, as pure and natural as maple syrup, and getting away from all the chemicals that we're, we've been putting into our bodies for you know decades, um, centuries actually. You are doing such a great service, and I completely agree with you. Anything we can do that is holistic and natural and helpful so that you can help your body heal itself. And help children. Children, it, it breaks my heart to see children being drugged with things like Ritalin and, and whatnot. I have, I have a whole host of mothers that are using these candy edibles with CBD and telling me that it has just been a crazy miracle for their children with ADD, with all kinds of um, childhood disorders. Yeah, it's, it, we, really, you, you are on the frontier. So if anyone would like to follow you, you are on Facebook. We have, uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Heritage Pharmacy um, or Davidson Greenhouse at DavidsonGreenhouseAndNursery.com is our website. And uh, we post a lot of pictures and we are, we're trying to educate 
as we go, and, and we're just putting the information out there. So we're as we learn, we're, we're rolling it out. If you just want to take a great drive in the country and come see this beautiful farm and the greenhouses, I'm sure that Mark would be happy to see you. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for a great day and a great conversation about the amazing hemp plant. Well, thank you, Alex. It's great to have you here. There are so many CBD stores from which to choose. CBD Jubilee sets itself apart from all the others with an excellent array of top-end hemp products, a knowledgeable staff that will work with you to get you feeling your best. Why not take care of your body and your mind in a foundational way by supplementing with CBD? You may visit the store Tuesday through Saturday from noon to 6 p.m., or you may check out the website cbdjubilee.com.